Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I am running solo this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Uh, With that said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. This episode, I'm just going to talk about, obviously, the Zion Williamson injury and what that would consist of on your fantasy team and even in the dynasty, fantasy, you know, points league, redraft league. And then actually at the same time, after I cover that, uh, there was some signings, but I know the season's at hand, but I want to do something as a quick pace offense where I'm going to see how many teams that I can get through in a short amount of time. I'll try to do it within a 30 minute span or less. And I know the breakdown and other, you know, experts typically do like a, a, they'll dive deep into a team and expand on, you know, players that can formulate. I will see if how many that I can go through. It won't be as much in depth, but I will touch up on some players that you can consider in the league that you may be in, or even in a dynasty format, whatever format that you may be in. So Zion Williamson, he's out for six to eight weeks from a torn lateral meniscus on his right knee. He could be out until mid-December. This is a serious issue for those that paid a high premium price for him. And in a dynasty format, I've seen people, you know, draft him within the five to ten range. It's really hard for me to, you know, choose a rookie. And this is not just a knock on him. You know, nobody can predict an injury on anybody. This is an unfortunate situation to happen. And honestly, I did draft him in a points league uh, recently in the listener league around the 45 range that I thought even, you know, before this report came out, I thought that was an okay range. But for this news to come out, that's a, you know, it's a bad spot to even draft him in. But since there's an IL spot, that I really recommend for those that play in any format, please have at least one or two. Honestly, I I would love to have two and maybe you guys should get accustomed to to having two IL spots, but for him to be out this long, we all want to see him. And it's unfortunate because the season's going to start tomorrow. Uh, I guess it goes by when you're going to hear this episode or podcast, so with that said, you know, who's going to get the value bump? Obviously, I think, you know, we covered some of it in the last episode with Jacob and LT, but I'll say it like this. Melly is one of the guys that I'm going to touch up on a little bit more in the deeper league. And if you guys haven't checked it out, uh, Jacob did have an article for the, you know, the streaming for this week. So you guys should check that out. Uh, they're one of the teams, the Pelicans, that you can consider uh to, to pick up these type of players that could be open since uh, Zion Williamson's going to be out and Melly is one of them, Josh Hart, you know, they're the percentage of them being owned, whether it's in fan tracks, Yahoo or ESPN, uh, it's going to, they're obviously, it's going to bump up with certain players within them too, in particular. And then, you know, another name that comes into our mind, the echo on hype train is nah. So there's a lot of things that's formulating that you can do. But I guess it kind of goes by, you know, if he's going to be out this long, who's going to get the most shine? I I honestly still think it's a collective. uh, It's going to be distributed pretty much to the whole team. Now, we know Nas going to probably get some time, but I mean, let's let's not forget he's a guard, but they could fit him in onto the court. Melly seems like a good pickup uh, for those in a deep format. In a dynasty league, honestly, I wish, you know, I want to have him on my team. And, you know, that's where we're at. The Pelicans are are an excellent team to look at uh, in fantasy-wise and obviously in the NBA. I know you guys are excited. I'm excited for the NBA season to start. So this is an unfortunate thing. So let's put it in this perspective. People are panicking about this situation of Zion Williamson. I think there was a a question I seen that 
um, that came even across my way that would you trade? Who was it? Think, no, I'm sorry. It was a RJ Barrett. Someone had mentioned, hey, you know, do I trade Zion Williamson for RJ Barrett? That's a that's a no. That's a quick no. You, you can't do that. And I understand, obviously, you know, in touching up on all three formats, you definitely don't do that in the Dynasty League. You're not going to give up um, you know, Zion Williamson. You're not going to even give that up in a redraft of points format. I, I couldn't do that. That's that's beyond desperate. R.J. Barrett, I believe, can be – he's going to be an inconsistent player this year, but for him to get the minutes that I can see coming along this year is going to be an opportunity that I, I like to see. And I think he's going to put some pretty good games up, but the the Zion Williamson situation is – or the player is who I would rather have on my team. But for those GMs that enter in a dynasty format that you pay the premium on, this is a massive hit to your team, especially if you're, you know, you're going the long game. It's not, well, I'll just put it in this perspective, ISO. So if you are playing the long game and you have Zion Williamson, although this might hurt you, I'm just going to assume that you're building for the long game. So if you are doing that, I'm sure you have a lot of other younger talent that you can take this hit and keep formulating players to the free agency or the waiver wire per se. Uh, and that's what you want to do and, and keep your nose out there. Now, I will also say this to kind of pivot off of that until I touch up on some teams here uh, before this, you know, the, the season starts. And we'll talk about more recent news, you know, throughout the days, through, throughout the week is what am I trying to say? Man, I lost my train of thought. So, oh man, I, I really did lose it. So anyways, It'll probably come back to me. But anyways, let's go ahead and transition to some of the NBA teams that, like I said, I know there is a dive or there's a deep dive in in expansion. I won't be able to expand as much on them, but I want to go through them as quickly as possible because, you know, that is beautiful um, that teams are expanded on. I do apologize that maybe I didn't do that for you guys before uh, the season started, but I will go as quickly as possible. So let's go with Atlanta first. We're going to go in ABC order. Atlanta Hawks, obviously we know that the starters, at least the projected starters is Trey Young, Kevin Huerta, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Alex Lynn. Let me say this real quick. I have a particular feeling about DeAndre Hunter. You most likely got him at a coupon cut rate because it's either between him and Cam Reddish. But I think Hunter's going to be, I'm not going to say he's going to be the better player, but I think for him to get the opportunity, I think there has been reports of him getting maybe 30 minutes plus a game. And I definitely like to have this type of player on my team with Atlanta Hawks having a fast paced offense. We, we, we know what trade, uh, Young and John Collins is going to bring. Now, Kevin Huerta, that is a situation that he hasn't even played, excuse me, on the preseason. So it's like, you know, there was, you know, there was echo, there was hype, you know, before the preseason. It seemed like some of that steam started falling off. So he, if you did do your drafts, I'm sure that you did, you probably got him at a, a cheap cost because he didn't even see any preseason games. But I think he's a player that is going to do well uh, as long as, and I know the report is that they're going to be cautious with him, but as soon as he sees that court, I think he's going to be a very solid producer for your fantasy format. And real quick on Alex Lynn, he's going to be an okay player, but I think a, a name that you got to keep in the back of your mind is Bruno Fernando. So uh, that is something to at least have in a dynasty format him. Let's go ahead and go to the Boston Celtics side of things. Jalen Brown, shooting guard, Kemba Walker starting, uh, Gordon Hayward at the three, Jason Tatum four, Daniel Thesis, is that right? The thesis? 
Is he going to be really maybe starting over Enos Cantor? These are just projections. I'm not going to say that it's the case, but maybe it's a possibility. I won't to hold too much. Uh, I won't hold too much time on this team in particular, just because we know what Boston. Well, we I wouldn't say we know what Boston's going to do, but like I said, I'm just trying to go through some of these teams as quick as possible. Carson Edwards. I mean, he had a big, massive game here in the preseason. Now maybe that will help him to get rotation minutes. He's not going to start. We're not going to think that, but he is a player in a dynasty format that you must have and, and see how things go. Uh, Kemba Walker is, what, 29-30, and Carson Edwards is a guy that I, I don't know if he's going to at least um, be on the floor a lot this year. I, I don't see it, but as time progresses on, he could be a player that, as Jacob could or would say, is should be on your watches. But in a dynasty format, you got to have him. Jalen Brown. Oh my gosh. In the fantasy, you know, he's good for fantasy points. I, you know, I believe he's okay in that category leagues is not tr typically not is the, the best per se, but Marcus Smart is the guy that I would rather have in this situation. And then moving a, a little bit farther along here, kind of thinking this in a more than dynasty format, Robert Williams, the time Lord, I hope he gets the starting time or starting minutes at some point. Could it happen this season? It's it's very slim, but I'd, I'll be honest, I would not be surprised. Enos Cantor is going to fill up the basket. We know that, uh, you know, good field goal percentage, and he might hit a couple of snipes here and there, but I want to hold my, uh, my, my thought logic on Robert Williams and, and see how things go. As far as Jason Tatum, real quick, I'll just say it like this. I know some people expect him to break out this year. I don't know. I think he's a. I think he's a pretty good player. Well, I think he's a really good NBA player. Fantasy. He doesn't do anything elite for me yet, but you know that's still to be seen. So let's see what happens. Let's go on to Brooklyn Nets real quick. Uh, Kyrie starting at the one. Karis Levert at the two. Joe Harris supposedly at the three. Karuk's at the four. DeAndre. Uh, Jordan. If these are just projected starters that I'm looking at, so Jared Allen should be the starter there. Hopefully, as quickly as possible. I know they're going with the timeshare there. Dynasty format, real quick. Nicholas Claxton is a guy that you want to at least have in the back of your mind, uh, you know, for the future. Now, Tareem Prince, he, I, you know, he just signed a contract here recently, and I think he's going to have a, a nice breakout season, or he wouldn't even say breakout. I think he has a bounce back season, and I know there's been some experts that kind of just say he's just not a good player. I think differently on this. I think he's a pretty good player. And I'll admit when I was wrong, you know, when I'm wrong on players, he was one of the guys I was wrong on last year, but I still am going to hold uh, my patience with him. And I think he has a bounce back season, especially with the Brooklyn, Brooklyn situation. We know Kyrie and Karis Levert have not been the type of players that's played uh, at 100% without being injured at times. And I know they play the one and two, but they're going to need scoring. You know, Dinwiddie is a good player. We know that as the guard, and I know that's Jacob's guy. But the thing is, let's put it in perspective again, is, you know, is Kyrie and Karras going to be healthy throughout the season? Uh, they should be. We, we, we were hoping that, and KD's out for the whole season, right? So Joe Harris, it's a good player, but it's like, man, you could honestly, Tareem Prince, is, I think this is the year. He's going to, even if he's the third or fourth option, he's going to be fine for that team. That's where I stand with that. Moving forward in Charlotte, I won't say too much about them. As you guys know, if I you know wrote an article on Wasteland teams, they were one of them. Terry Rozier, if you're punting field goals, uh, field goal percentages, I, I actually do love this guy. And you know, I know a lot of people are maybe not too turned on with him. 
he he's got paid. They're going to give him every opportunity to, to flourish, and you know we'll, we we we'll kind of move forward from there. And then Devontae Graham, a, a guy that you want to still at least have the the mindset of him in a dynasty format. He could be pretty good. Uh, Malik Monk, they're giving him, they're putting a lot of pressure on him, <laughs> and I don't blame the coach in particular. You know, this is a guy I'm still a believer on, and hopefully he can be that player uh, for Charlotte moving forward. Dwayne Bacon, man, I, I just love him in a sense, and I know he's not going to give you those beautiful cat uh, those those category counting stats and it sucks you know because he's just a score pure scorer first he might not even give you a lot of assists but one thing that I do like about him he's going to get you to the free throw line a lot and hopefully the percentage at the free throw line is good and they even mentioned that he'll facilitate the ball from here and there PJ Washington is also a guy that uh, can have a, a pretty good season and I would not be surprised if he somehow cracks the top 100 this year just because of the wasteland team that Charlotte is Miles Bridges I've already talked about him all last year so I won't put you guys asleep with that he's going to be a good player uh the center position is weird willie cody and bismack biombo that's i'll just leave it like that so you're playing musical chairs you're playing russian roulette you're playing spin the bottle there but i think willie if it if it is if there's any time that he gets to shine it has to be for this year willie but if not then that's unfortunate chicago bulls real quick thomas bryant uh you know or excuse me not thomas bryant but thomas sadoransky and Chris Dunn and Kobe White, another situation of, you know, musical chairs. But Thomas Sanoransky is the, the better point guard here. Chris Dunn, they were trying to, like, inflate his stock during the, you know, uh, during the summer and preseason. And I don't know how to – this is an unfortunate situation for him. I, I if, if I was to get him, it would have to be, like, back in last pick in any format. And then the Dynasty League, he's just – gosh, he he's a waiver wire guy. Um that's that's how I stand. Uh, obviously, Zach Levine starting at the two, Otto Porter at the three, Laurie Marketing at the four, Wendell Carter Jr. at the five. Now, Wendell Carter Jr., I, I gave him a little bit of a hard time. It's only because, why? Maybe it's because of these nagging injuries. Now, I, I liked him last year before he had a nice little small breakout before he got hurt last year. I still like him this year. Dynasty format, you got to pay the hefty price on him. Um, it, it makes sense. He's a triple one threat. But one guy that you guys, and I said this on several episodes, but at least have it in your mind as well, too, is Daniel Gafford is a guy that I want in my dynasty formats. And I'm not thinking twice about it. Redraft leagues and uh, points leagues, I would not be surprised at at some point of the season that you might find yourself picking him up off the waiver wire. So at least have that your eyes locked onto the Chicago rotation and see how things uh, go moving forward. But he is a player that I'm really interested in even seeing in a redraft league because he might have some time, especially with the, the, the injury concerns that's been falling on Wendell Carter Jr. But Wendell Carter Jr. is a guy that I, I do like to see what he can do this year. Uh, and then real quick on Zach Levine. Oh, man, I know the ceiling, he has supposedly like a high ceiling, uh, which is fine and it's true, but there's still more that I'm looking for from him. He, he was doing well at the beginning of the season last year uh, before a couple of injuries that accumulated towards his way. So let's see if he takes a, another step up this year, because I know one of the questions that we had from a listener a few days ago was either Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and uh, 
The decision was more on LT and Jacob's side of taking Zach Levine, which I can understand in the, for the upside play. And that was more of a redraft uh, question. I think I st- would still actually take DeMar DeRozan in that aspect, just because I know that I'm going to get that safe floor. Uh, you know, and the thing is, you know, how how much has Zach Levine played a whole season? So, you know, that's where I stand. But, you know, either way, it's a really tough one. Cleveland, let's jump on the Cleveland Cavaliers, another Wasteland team side of things. Darius Garland supposedly running the point. Colin Sexton at the two. Seti Osmond at the three. Kevin Love, four. Tristan Thompson, five. Mm. So Darius Garland, I'll be honest with you. You are cutting coupons in any league that you're in. Actually, in a dynasty format, that was a little bit different. You probably paid for him in a 90-ish range. You actually got to pay for him. Redraft in points leagues, you got him at a criminal rate and a nice coupon cut. And... I think he's going to be a decent, valuable player for your team just because of the preseason the, uh, that he didn't really do too much. Obviously, he, he had a little injury there and they were being cautious with him. They even mentioned or Colin Sexton, he was supposed to, you know, work on his assist game. But I believe Colin Sexton was cool to cede responsibilities a little bit more to Garrett, Darius Garland to uh, facilitate a little bit more. So that is little bit more musical uh, music to my ears because if you're going to get more assist than Sexton, then, you know, I'm happy to take it. And Cleveland is going to just be an odd team, needless to say. Now, now Dylan Windler, and again, hooked on Fox for me, guys. You can always you can always bash me when I get names wrong, is a player that I want you guys to at least have in the back of your head. And that could be, honestly, in a dynasty format, yes, you got to draft him. But in a redraft and points league, he is going to most like he's going to be on your waiver wire, but still watch that Cleveland situation again using the opera system. He's one of the guys. I'm not saying he's a a killer through the opera system, but just looking at this depth chart in Cleveland and how bad they are, other than you know Kevin Love, that I don't know if he plays the whole season there, but you know Windler could have that opportunity there to get a lot of minutes to to soak up as the season progresses on. So that's a guy to keep in mind. And even Kevin Porter Jr. Now, Jordan Clarkston is going to get the six-man minutes. We get that. But I'll be honest with you, Kevin Porter Jr. had looked pretty pretty decent in the preseason. And he's a guy that I'm also going to be looking at in a redraft in points league on, on your waiver wire. I'm not saying to grab him now, but pay attention to that type of stuff when your team is a wasteland team. Dynasty format, he's a last flyer type of pick also. All right, so we'll move on to Dallas. Man, I'll try to go through these quicker. Uh, DeLon Wright hasn't looked too good, but he should be okay this year. Luka Dantage, Tim Hardaway supposedly starting in three. Przingis at the four. Dwight Powell at the five. Won't hold too much here. I guess the guard situation is so uh, wonky over there in Dallas. You know, you got Seth Curry, Jalen Brunson, J.J. Barrera. And I know, you know, Tim Hardaway is one of those guys that, like, people are – it's like a lot of people are giving up on, and I can understand that for that certain aspect. But I think he can be a little bit of a value this year for you uh, in in that team. And I could be wrong, but I'm willing to take a chance on a, a late round flyer in any format per se. So you know, if a few years ago he wasn't bad. I mean, obviously he's just a scorer. If you need score, you know, points and threes, maybe he can do that for you this year. Maybe he doesn't. But if he doesn't do, or if he doesn't do it this year, drop him. The Nuggets. Jamal starting at the one, Gary Harris at the two, Will Barton three, Paul Millsap at the four, Jokic at the five. This team is just loaded all across the board. 
I won't say too much about them in particular. Paul Millsap, I'll, I'll say at least two things. Paul Millsap is getting older, uh, and I know Jeremy Grant takes a, a bump. Uh, he loses, well, he did, his value decreases in, in that aspect. And it is an unfortunate situation for him, uh, especially those that are in dynasty formats drafted him earlier uh, before the, you know, before he got moved. But, you know, that is what it is. And Michael Porter Jr., I was just hold. Actually, let me just ice on two more players. Sorry. So Michael Porter Jr. Uh, is a guy that we're still waiting to see. I don't expect him to crack massive minutes this year, but that's something to still watch. Uh, Bobo, man, I, I feel like they stole him, you know, in the draft. I know he fell real late, but, you know, Jokic is going to lock it down there, but this team is just loaded. So dynasty format, have him. Detroit Piston, uh, Pistons. Reggie Jackson, that guard situation, him and Rose, it's, uh, I'll just leave it there. Bruce Brown at the two, Tony Snell three, Blake Griffin four, Andre Drummond at the five. So I won't hold too much time on this team as well either. Christian Wood is the interesting guy that I'm really liking to see. I, I can easily see him uh, leap, leapfrog and thon maker on this uh, for the bigs there. And if Blake Griffin misses some time, which I expect him to miss some time throughout the season, uh, Christian Wood is going to be the player that could be potentially a league winner for you if he's being on the court. So honestly, if you're in a deep redraft or points leagues, take a flyer on him. Uh, But at the same time, you may not even have to do that because a lot of players are going to formulate throughout the season as the season starts and you're going to be able to stream other players. But at least have him in the back of your mind and and remember how Detroit um, may operate as the season progresses. When the playoffs happen for your fantasy team or in your fantasy league, that's something you need to pay attention on is who's the next man up and who might get rest. Because, again, load management is where we're at. Right. So with that said, with load management, that's when you need to be more keen to each team's depth chart and what player could potentially take rest down in your fantasy league playoffs. All right. Golden State, we obviously know the potential starters there, but I'll say this on the big man situation with Kevon Looney, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, Marquise Chris. This is an interesting situation. Now, you were able to cut coupons if you just did a draft here recently this weekend or the last week because Kevon Looney, his value plummeted down so fast. I don't know why. I'll be honest with you. Um, I really don't. But obviously, obviously, the injury didn't... It was the big, you know, was the big plummet on him. But... Let's just look at it like this. We just can't forget on summer, this during the summer, um, that you know Steve Kerr was gushing over him, trying to get him thirty minutes a game, and I and I just think, you know, people just kind of threw that under the rug, like, oh, he's injured. Now he's going to share time with Willie Colley Signs, and then now they got Marquise Chris. If that's the case, and they might do that, that's fine. But Kevon Looney could have been, and he still can be, a potential top 80 player or better this year. I would not be surprised. So I think in his ADP and Yahoo was like the 125, 140 range. You know, I can't, I can't remember that, but you were able to cut coupons with him. So, you know, we'll move forward there. And it's the Houston Rockets. We know the starters there, you know, Russ, Harden. P.J. Tucker, you know, Clint Capella, and then Daniel House. That is an interesting spot there at the three. Uh, I think Eric Gordon, I mean, Eric Gordon's a scorer. 
And it's like, I guess it's like, who's going to be the next guy up? And I think that's what's important about, you know, in, as far as depth charts go. One guy I think that we need to talk about is, I guess it was just Daniel House. I want, I'm interested to see what type of stats he's going to put up. He's not someone that's going to, you know, blow, blow your doors off. But he could be a potential player that you want to have on your team that not many people are talking about. So Indiana side of things, Malcolm Brogdon uh, starting. Then you got Jeremy Lane supposedly starting at the two, TJ Warren at three. Sabonis signed that contract at the four, Miles Turner at the five. So it looks like I might have to go ahead and get rid of Goga. Uh, and the thing is, this is this is one thing that you always want to pay attention to in a dynasty format is, you know, you got to take that chance. Sabonis was in that situation where he was getting a little frustrated with the trade rumors and stuff of that nature. When you hear stuff like that, even in the redraft league or the points leagues, make a, and this is what I advise, be one of the first to go in your waiver wire and take the the small risk. I'm not saying drop a good player, but take a, a small risk on a player that you don't you're able to cut bait with. Because if if Goga was, uh, if let's just say hypothetically Sabonis got moved and they didn't get like a you know a big back in return, Goga could have played the four next to Miles Turner. I mean Goga is probably going to play five maybe right or or the four spot. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to just automatically be inserted into the four because, I mean, they could probably move uh, TJ Warren at the four. But that's something you could have maybe done. And and that's the thing. Like, I think people don't really take that serious when, you know, uh, trade rumors. And and sometimes they just end up staying on the same team. But that is something to still hold uh, value on in that perspective. So real quick on Victor Oladipo. We've talked. Actually, no, I'm not going to talk about we talked about him in the last episode. But I believe T.J. Warren hopefully is a little bit more healthier this season. I think he has a, a nice season as well, too. L.A., the the Clippers, man, Patrick Beverly starting, supposedly. And then you got Lou Williams. They're going to be well. With Paul George out for a little while there, and it seems like my understanding is they don't have really a timetable for him, which is a little odd, needless to say. But uh, you're going to have other players that is going to, you know, take a little bit more usage collectively with the team. Obviously, Ka- Kawhi Leonard is going to get the nice uh, boost there in particular. Then uh, Montrez Harrell will get a little nice boost. But I think, obviously, Lou Williams, Lou Williams is probably going to get the, the massive boost there as well. So the Lakers got LeBron. <laughs> That's funny. He's running, realistically, the one spot. Avery Bradley at the two. Is that right? Danny Green at the three. Anthony Davis at the four and JaVale McGee at five. Every time I it's 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 crazy. Every time I say or anybody says JaVale McGee, obviously I'm sure you guys know you think about shacking the fool. Um, but anyways, this team in particular, it's like I'm looking for the next guy up. And who was that guy that was doing well? Norvell. Was it Norville? So that is one guy that we, we need to kind of pay attention to because it's like you look at the bench here. With the Lakers in particular, I mean, KCP, yeah, he, he has his little microwave moments where he gets hot. And then, you know, there's just a lot of times he's just not hot. So Norvell, I mean, could he be a player that can get some minutes? 
with the Lakers as time progresses on, I, I could I could definitely see that. So that's a player that you can also take in consideration because he did well this preseason. And again, you can't put a premium on preseason games, but there's some measurements that you can still take in consideration. Avery Bradley, I don't know. Just like we we want him to be good, but somehow he just always shrinks. Maybe he, he comes back okay this year, but you know, it looks like supposedly he's the default starter. Dwight Howard should get some time too. So Lakers actually, you know, they're going to be pretty good. Uh, so we're at Memphis. Okay, Grizzlies. Ja Morant starting. Dylan Brooks at the two. Jay Crowder at the three. Jaron Jackson at the four. Yeah, Jonas, 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 Jonas Valachunas at the five. Real quick, the, the, the two spot there is very interesting in Memphis. Dylan Brooks... You know, he had a solid game in the preseason. But one guy I think people just kind of like, oh, this dude just nobody really talks about is Grayson Allen. And I think, I'm not saying he's going to be a world beater. He did drop, I think it was like a 40 game last year. And he had an okay preseason here recently. In a dynasty format, he's another player that I'm going to take one last flyer on. Redraft points leagues, he's just a player that I will watch. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be great. He could be okay, though. And I that's something that I, I pay attention to. Because Dylan Brooks, not to say he's not a good player, but let's pay attention to this two spot right there, okay? And then for the three spot, it got Jay Crowder starting, supposedly. But Bruno Caboclo, I'm just like, I just honestly, I just want to see what Memphis does. We all know that Brandon Clark should he should get some time on the court, especially with Jonas having a little bit of an owie. But it's going to be hard for Clark to get uh, minutes. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I think with talent, he's so talented, Brandon Clark, that there has to be a way to get him on the floor. And then obviously Kyle Anderson, I guess he could play the three as well too. So, But, but back at the four and five spot, um, I, th- I think Brandon Clark is going to be a contributor, at least, I would I would almost say pretty much close to immediately. And, it, man, could he play 24-plus minutes this year? Like in the beginning, it, it's going to take some time, but I would not be surprised if they really give him the opportunity. Gosh, shame on you, OKC, for passing up on him. All right, so let's move on to Miami side of things. The Heat, this is, I'll try to go, I guess I'm moving slow, guys. I apologize. So, Miami Heat, we covered most of the team. Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Deion Waiters, Goran Dragic. What are they going to do there with the guard situation? I'll leave it there. Bam Adebayo, he's going to have a breakout season. We should know. We, I, I believe we're, it's a consensus across the board. He should be a top 60 player better. I, I'm pretty, pretty safe to say that, and I, I definitely like him this year. Unfortunately, I was unable to get him in any of my leagues. Milwaukee... Actually, was I able to? No, I think I I didn't. Milwaukee, Bledsoe is going to be, well, he might be out. He should be out, right? George Hill, ugh, he's the backup. Wesley Matthews at the two. Chris Middleton at the three. Greek Freak at the four. Brooke Lopez at the five. So, real quick, I know there's been people kind of giving Chris Middleton uh, now, his ADP was a little rich, to be honest, in in the redraft and points leagues, I, I believe. But to be honest with you, I do believe he has a bounce-back season. The reason why is, I mean, the, one of the main reasons why is because Malcolm Brogdon's not there anymore. 
So, you know, obviously Greek Freak is going to get a nice boost. Chris Middleton should get a nice boost. And then obviously Eric Bledsoe, if he is out for a little time frame, then Middleton is going to shoulder some of the usage rate as well to bump up his stats from, you know, what he did as far as being somewhat of a letdown season last year. But I think he has a, a decent bounce back this year. The Minnesota uh, Wolves side of things, Teague running the point, Akogi or Koji, however you want to say it, hooked on Phonics. Wiggins at the three, Covington at the four, Cat at the five. Now, I'll say this in a dynasty format. A lot of people has, you know, asked me about Nas Reed or Nas Reed getting hooked on Phonics. He is a player that could be a good player. Uh, and, I, and I know there was a mention, I think it was by Saunders or Sanders, that Saunders, I believe, had said that he has the similarities to, to Towns or something like that. I I don't I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but I'll I think that he's a player that he's more of a dynasty stash. I'm not rushing to get him in, in a redraft or points league, right? Robert Covington, he's one of my original boys, man. And I and I think he's a guy that it's not just a three well, he is a three and D player. It's just always the neat issues with him because, honestly, it's so crazy. He's like a top 30 player or better as long as he's on the court because of the stock stats that he provides. Now, the point guard with Jeff Teague, I think a lot of people just kind of like, oh, Jeff Teague is a boring player, but he does get you those stats. And if he is going to continue to start, you know, that's nothing to take lightly. But I know Carl Anthony Towns is going to run a lot of that – well, I wouldn't say all, all, a lot of it, but he'll be running the office from time to time. New York Knicks, I've already covered them. <laughs> so I know you guys are tired of that Wasteland team, so I'll leave it there. Oklahoma City, my team Thunder, that I just don't want to like him anymore is, what am I going to say? So SGA um, is obviously the echo and hype train, and I'm starting to buy into him. Uh, this year in particular, I definitely like what he can do. He's looked good in the preseason, and I think it's gonna. I think he's gonna be actually really good this season. Um, I would not be surprised if he's a top fifty player. Or better he should be, but it doesn't necessarily mean he will be. Gallinari is gonna be a, a pretty good player. We we know that. I'm just trying to look deeper. So Hamadou Diallo is a guy that in a dynasty format. You need to. I think you need to actually grab him and just see what happens. And in redrafting points leagues, this is kind of like I wouldn't say it's a wasteland team, but we know Chris Paul's old. If they still have him and don't trade him, you're like, well, who's going to be the other player to step on? Obviously, we can think Dennis Schroeder, but let's look a little bit deeper. I mean, De- Terrence uh, Terrence Ferguson. Um, it's like Abdel Nader. And it's like Burton, like who who are these guys, right? Norrell's Noel, he'll get some, you know, he'll get his stock, his stock stats well deserved. But what we want to do is dig a little deeper. And I think it's either going to be Terrence Ferguson, Hamadou Diallo, or Andre Robertson, which Robertson has, it seems like he hasn't been playing in the NBA because he's always been injured for some reason. But one of those three players should, I wouldn't say they're going to pop, but I think one of those three players will hold value this year. And I think it could be Hamadou Diallo because of the athleticism. And there's been reports of saying that he's been working on his jumper. So we'll move forward here. Orlando Magic, I'll just say, like, they have DJ Augustin's the obviously the default starter. They're, might, they're probably going to be safe with Fultz. If Fultz is going to have the breakout years, you know, some people think, then it has to be this year, I believe. Fournier at the two, Gordon at the three, Isaac at the four, Vooch at the five. Uh, 
Real quick, and I'm sure you guys probably heard me before, Jonathan Isaac, I think, is another player that will have a breakout season this year, especially him, to see him in the preseason of, to facilitate the ball left and right, to get those assists up, and obviously the stock stats that he's going to bring. So I want him in all formats. I should have I should have actually drafted him in, in the Dynasty League that I did earlier this year, but that's just the way it is sometimes, you know, you you play that that dangerous game or that hot potato game, you don't always get the player you have or you could get potentially when you pass up on him. So, and then one more thing, in a dynasty format, Mo Bamba, you're going to get him at a cutting coupon rate because obviously Vooch signed that you know, contract. But let's not forget how many blocks that this guy can potentially have on your team. Two and a half plus blocks if he gets the minutes. It's a big if, but if you're playing the long game, Mombamba is the guy I want on my team. Philadelphia, real quick, as I mentioned in the last episode, their starters are excellent. But when it comes to that secondary, baby, and that bench, I'm I'm concerned. And again, hooked on phonics, Matisse Thibel, or if it's Thibuli, this guy is legit. I want him in all formats. I want to find out a way. And I know that's like, gosh, that's a little rich. You know what? I don't care because those stock stats is nothing to take lightly. You know, those steals and blocks that he could potentially have in three points, uh, you know, just like what LT had mentioned, he, he could, he's like, he's like a Covington type player. And I think Zaire Smith, I mean, he might have leapfrogged him already on this team. So they're going to need a bench. You can't just win with starters alone. I mean, maybe you could, right? I just don't see it like that because you're going to need more of a bench in the playoffs time. If the Phoenix side of things, sorry, guys, I tried to get through this whole episode. Actually, how close am I? Let's just keep going, right? Let's just keep doing it. Phoenix, Ricky Rubio at the point, Devin Booker at the two, Kelly Oubre at the three, Dario Saric at the four, DeAndre Ayton at the five. Let's see, Ricky Rubio, the Phoenix is going to be a situation that is concerning, a little bit of a concern because Phoenix could basically, if they have a bad season, they could potentially have the load management. But I'll be, I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix somehow surprises us. I think they could be, it's a big if, I think they could be an okay team this year. Now, Kelly Oubre and Mikel Bridges, they're going to, they're going to do fine. Uh, I'm not... I don't know if I really are interested in drafting either one of them because of where they were going, but they should be. I think the the value that they were going at is fine, but I'll move forward and say um, Booker, we, we know what he's going to bring. Honestly, I would not be surprised if he's a top 12 player or better this year. Would not be surprised. Portland, let's jump on the Portland Blazers side of things. Damian at the one, CJ at the two, Rodney Hood at the three. Is that right? Yeah. Zach Collins at the four, Hassan Whiteside at the five. Whiteside has a little injury right now. Zach Collins was injured, but now he's supposedly starting. And one of the situations I'm looking at, obviously, in a dynasty format is Nasir Little and Anthony Simons. These guys, it's it's funny, like Portland, Portland does has been doing things under the radar. And I think... This team is going to, I wouldn't say they're a surprise team, but I think they're going to be a very good team this year. And maybe a lot of people are not talking about them as much because they're, everybody's, you know, looking at all the trades, you know, the Clippers, the Lakers, you know, we talk about Brooklyn. 
we talk about Golden, well, Golden State, if they're talking about Golden State, it's more like they're not as good as what they used to be. But Golden State is still a good team. But I think Portland is actually a really solid team. And people are talking about Denver and stuff of that nature. But like Simons or Simmons, Simons, Simon says, doesn't matter. Um, and then Little, I think these guys could potentially get strong minutes. Honestly, in a dynasty league, I'd want my hands on either one of them, both of them, if I could. But this is a team that could do really well in the regular season and get into the playoffs and go deep in there. Sacramento, Fox at the one, Buddy Hill two, Harrison Barnes three, Bagley four, Dwayne Dedman at the five. Trevor Ariza is like, is he going to start fading out? This would be the time. But maybe when it comes to the playoffs time, they're going to need him, you know, just for that veteran experience. If, if well, I guess if they make the playoffs, right? Because the West is so loaded. Uh, two bog. This team is just a fun team all around, man. Finally, Buddy Hill. Did they sign that contract? He sure did, didn't he? Oh, maybe they didn't. Did they sign? Yeah, I'm sorry. So they did agree to that four-year contract. So that's good. Buddy Hill's happy. Then I'm sure we're all happy, right? Yeah, terrible joke. But uh, but the, the Kings in particular with the fast-paced offense that they have, uh, Harrison Barnes is just like, man, he's just okay. He's good in the points league, though. Um, so that's 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 where I stand. Now, Marvin Bagley, I, I, I definitely like him, but I guess it goes by – where did you draft him in your league? If you guys can let me know where you if you got him on in, in, in any any format, whether it's points, redraft, or dynasty, shoot me a message message and let me know where you got him at and if you're happy with the spot you got him at. Because I think the spots that some people had to pay a price on was like around the 50 to 60 range. So I don't know. But he is a good player. San Antonio, Murray starting at the one, Derek White at the two, DeMar Ro- DeMar, DeMar DeRozan at the three. LaMarcus Aldridge at the four. Jacoperto at the five. Hmm. San Antonio's the safest. I don't want to call them a boring team, but they, they are. Is what it is. And I don't <laughs> I don't want to talk about them. I'll leave, I'll leave it there. I will leave it there. <laughs> Toronto Raptors. Kyle Lowry at the one. Powell at the two, which I'm sure Van Vliet, they could probably alternate, you know, alternate there. Uh, o, the OG at the three, Pascal Siakam at the four, Mark Gasol at the five, which obviously Serge Ibaka and Mark Gasol can formulate back and forth. Pascal Siakam, just real quick, we, we know his numbers should improve this year, supposedly. Um, maybe his percentages drop a little bit because of the usage rate that he's going to take as well. OG Ananobi is a guy that has started to get echo and hype train. He's definitely worth a, a player uh, of your, I'm sure in a shallow league, he might be, excuse me, available in any of those formats. But he is a guy that I am paying attention to, to see what he does in particular, because with Kawhi Leonard gone and Danny Green gone, they're going to still need to fill some of that void. Obviously, not just letting Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam shoulder everything on themselves. It's kind of going to go between, obviously, them getting a nice boost, but it'll go through Fred Van Vliet, maybe Norman Powell, and OG and Anobi. So I think that is something to really watch and that I'm interested to see. And I always like when superstars, when they move, I always love to see what opportunity uh, brings to 
to those players that can come up and maybe do, you know, something better or something worse, right? So Utah Jazz, we're almost done. Mike Conley at the one, Mitchell at the two, Bojan Bogdanovic hooked on Phonics three, Jeff Green four, Rudy Gobert five. Again, Tony Bradley, I'll just go into deep dynasty type format here. Nobody, it's like he, he got all that summer league juice, that echo, that hype train, and then it just kind of just like poof, it disappeared in the preseason. In a dynasty format, I'm still, I still want him. You know, I don't care. Utah, again, if they're in a, a good spot and they make the playoffs, and they should have him almost like on, on your watch list, be aggressive. And what I mean by that is when it comes to the playoffs and he's available in the redraft of points format, then you need to make sure that at any any twinkling of the eye or any blog or any blurb that comes out that Gobert, they're going to start resting players in Utah, then you jump on him and you don't hesitate to pick this guy up because he is a potential league winner for the type of stats he can produce with the blocks and rebounds. So I'm all over that. Um that's me gushing over Tony Bradley. Obviously, Rudy Gobert is the, the center there, but honestly, Tony Bradley could get some minutes early this year, some, some pretty good rotation minutes as a big. And I think Donovan Mitchell has a step forward, a, a better season than he did last year. I know he he disappointed a lot of us, disappointed myself as well too, uh, but the last month of the season, he did improve. And I think him and Mike Conley are going to work together where Conley's as his, him being the veteran experience uh, to help him out to engage in better in his game. And then last but not least, Washington Wizards. And if I missed any teams, I, I may have, but I try to get through these as quickly as possible. The Washington Wizards, uh, this is going to be the most, one of the most interesting teams to watch. Because I don't want to really consider them a wasteland team. I don't want to do that. But what I want to do is I want to look at Isaiah Thomas. I'm really paying attention to that situation. I know a lot of us gave up on him, and I'm I'm close to giving up on him too. But I just look at it like this. Ish Smith, uh, Justin Robinson, and obviously John Wall's out for the season. Justin Robinson is a guy that maybe you can probably, I had mentioned, maybe have him on a dynasty format. I'm still willing to have him in a deep league. But if you want to cut bait with him to grab someone else that you think that's getting, you know, formulating now that could get some rotation minutes, then yeah, you can make the move. But I still want to see what Justin, if they can allow Justin Robinson to get some time on the court. But just, it is a name to remember, right? And then Troy Brown Jr. has been injured throughout the preseason. So it's like, what are you going to get with him? And I'll say this, just keep your eyes on him. And and maybe if you're able to afford having him on your team, do it. Because the players that you want to pick up, or whether you draft or you pick up in the free agency, especially in a dynasty format, and you're in a deep league, you got to make the quick adjustment. And what I mean by that is before a blurb comes out, because when a blurb comes out, that's when people, every, everybody wants to jump in on a player and pick him up if he's worth it or not. You do got to take some shots on your own um, that, you know, we obviously want to provide you guys that content as quickly as possible, too. But at the same time, you know, you have to make that adjustment on yourself as well, because before the episode comes out, um, just feel free to ask me questions or any of the, any of us questions. Because if you're able to do that, we, we can give you a quick um, breakdown on that. 
But anyways, going back to it, Isaac Bonga, I mean, they mentioned him as a guard as well. So Rui Hechimura, I'm getting hooked on Fonis. I know everybody gets mad when I say his name wrong. I definitely like him as a player. I know he's a meat and potatoes type of guy, meaning he's just going to get you probably those points and rebounds. But I still think he could be a top uh, 50, 150 player or better. Uh, and I know it's like maybe the 125 to 150 range. But he's a guy I definitely want to have on my team. And in a dynasty format, I would be excited uh, to have him on my team just because of the youth movement there in Washington. Now, they did sign that contract with Bradley Bill. They locked it down. But, you know, who? what else players is going to help out there? And Thomas Bryant is going to be well this season. He's a guy that I, I talked about before this season started or last year. And, you know, he's a top 60, 70 player now. So again, I do apologize. I thought this was going to be a shorter episode, but hey, maybe I was able to touch up on some teams that and players that you wanted to hear about. I didn't wasn't able to expand as deep as, you know, other experts do, and I do apologize for that. But I thought it would be interesting to kind of dive on every team and just put quick hits on before this season starts. And my clutch shot this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be is uh make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. And uh what was I going to say? My 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 calls and missed calls, I, I guess that should be kind of tailored in so that way I'm not beating it in everybody's head about it, is the calls that I made um, was Miles Turner last year, where people just gave up on him. They said Sabonis was the better big there. That was a call by me that Miles Turner would still be the, be- the best player um, as a big man, and he would finish in the top 30. He did finish inside that, right? Uh, D'Angelo Russell, De'Aaron Fox, they were uh, potential breakout players that I called last season. So that's calls there. Now, uh, there was another player I, I called too. I can't remember the other player I called. Well, here's the players I missed. I missed on Malik Monk. I missed on Tareen Prince. And there was somebody else I missed on. The next episode, I'll probably clutch up on um, some players I missed on. But... That's some players I wanted to at least highlight and let you guys know. Excuse me. But again, the season is here. Hopefully you guys are, you know, tuned in. Make sure you guys check out our website, newlifefantasy.com. Subscribe to our website. That way a blog gets to you as quickly as possible. We cover fantasy basketball, baseball, and football. We cover all fantasy basketball, well, just about all fantasy basketball formats, whether it's Dynasty, Redraft, and Points League. Jacob's a point specialist, um, so keep that you know in mind. And then, obviously, uh, the Points Listener League, uh, we're working on – well, actually, Jacob is blowing – Massively, he's 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 doing so many blogs, which is really appreciated and humbling. He's putting the work in. Uh, we're doing a blog of the listener league that is going to be released here soon, so you guys should check that out. So I think that's really it. Let's get excited. I'm sure you're excited because the season is about to start. Again, you guys can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. You guys have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride. Mm-hmm.